Good afternoon. Welcome to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We look forward to having you on the show. Thanks for joining us. This afternoon's episode is titled, How Shall We Escape If We Neglect So Great a Salvation? It shall be focused on Hebrews chapter 2. Before we go any further, we begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee for Thy Word, and we thank Thee for the shed blood on Calvary, which has given us life and life eternal. Help us, Father, that we may yield our members to Thy will. Have Your way in us today. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Up next, we shall listen to Hebrews chapter 2. Chapter 2 Therefore we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord, and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him? God also bearing them witness, both with signs and wonders and with diverse miracles and gifts of the Holy Ghost according to his own will. For unto the angels hath he not put in subjection the world to come, whereof we speak? But one in a certain place testified, saying, What is man that thou art mindful of him, or the son of man that thou visitest him? Thou madest him a little lower than the angels. Thou crownest him with glory and honor, and didst set him over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things in subjection under his feet. For in that he put all in subjection under him, he left nothing that is not put under him. But now we see not yet all things put under him, but we see Jesus who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he by the grace of God should taste death for every man. For it became him for whom are all things, and by whom are all things, in bringing many sons unto glory, to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. For both he that sanctifieth, and they who are sanctified, are all of one, for which cause he is not ashamed to call them brethren, saying, I will declare thy name unto my brethren. In the midst of the church will I sing praise unto thee. And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, behold, I and the children which God hath given me. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is, the devil, and deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. For verily he took not on him the nature of angels, but he took on him the seed of Abraham. Wherefore in all things it behoved him to be made like unto his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. For in that he himself hath suffered being tempted, he is able to succor them that are 
tempted. Up next, we shall listen to a sermon by Reverend William Burnham titled, The Conflict Between God and Satan. This was preached in 1962 on May the 31st. We'll begin at paragraph 117 up to paragraph 198. I trust you find it to be a blessing. Let's start over here, you and your Bibles. Let's read just a few minutes. I just love to read it as you go along, and then it's God's Word all along. Let's start at the change of the dispensations again from the Adam Adamic dispensation onto the Noic dispensation. Now, now just before that time comes, let's just look at the at the, what's taking place. Let's start, start with the sixth chapter of Genesis and just read a few verses. And it came to pass when man began to multiply on the face of the earth and the daughters were born unto them. And the sons of God saw the daughters of man that they were fair and they took them wives of all which they chose. Now, let's just compare that. Now, remember, Jesus said, As it was in the days of Noah, so will it be in the coming of the Son of Man. Now, watch. Reading is close now, just like a Sunday school lesson for just a verse or two. Then I'll go right on with some more scriptures. Came to pass, when man began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them, man, see, the sons of God saw the daughters of man. Now, did you notice that? Sons of God saw the daughters of man that they were fair and they took them wives of all they chose. All which they chose. Now, the great many of the theologians I don't want to be different. I don't mean to be. But many of you know that theologians believe that these fallen angels that had fell by Lucifer's lie uh, took themselves wives. They were fallen angels, actually, sons of God, that fell from grace, cast out into the earth, pressed themselves into flesh, and took wives. I, I just a little don't think that just makes reasonings with the Scripture. Because the first place, before a fallen angel could make himself a man, he would first have to be a creator. And uh, there is only one creator, and that's God. So that would wash it out. Another thing, the sons of God took daughters of man. And did you know the Bible never denotes sex in angels? See? There's no denoting of sex in angels. And there's no place in the Bible where there's a woman angel. Because a woman is a byproduct of a man. It'll all be the same. Like Adam was both Adam and Eve to begin with. See, She was taken from his side. So it, it disqualifies their argument that this was fallen angels. But if you will excuse me and not try to think that I'm trying to make a know-it-all here, 
but just to give my, my thought of it. I think these sons of God was the sons of Seth, saw the daughters of the Canaanites, the kings, that they were fair, because the sons of Seth came was the son of Adam, who was the son of God. But the son, the daughters of Cain, who was the son of uh, Satan. Now, you notice, they noticed just at the end before this Andalusian destruction that the daughters of the Canaanites were fair, pretty, attractive. You get it? Now, Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the coming of the Son of Man. Women, attractive. What kind of women? Canaanites. See? Taking the sons of God. See? Sons of God taking the Canaanite women. The extreme beauty of women has so increased in the past 50 years to pick up a picture of 50 years ago what a, an attractive woman looked like. I was looking the other day in a history of the wars and how that Pearl White, about a hundred years ago, when she was stabbed by Scott Jackson, her lover, and the looks of the woman. Now also, a Mary Bonneville and many of the so-called attractive women of 50 to 100 years ago, compare them with the women today, they wouldn't stand in a shadow. Certainly not. Burly, women has become dainty, feminish, and so forth, more attractive. And it, what is it? They dress themselves more attractive. Where the women used to wear great big dresses and sleeves and long skirts and uh, hid their body because they didn't want man lusting for them. They live for one man. It shows them for wife. Today the women pour themselves into little clothes and uh, immorality is on such a move and a rampage till it's it's beyond even thinking. It was so striking when I read analysis the other day of Chicago when I was there, New York, Los Angeles, Birmingham, and, and many of the great outstanding cities to this club of a social clubs has come together in such a way that families after families through neighborhood join into this club and they go to a certain meeting place, take their keys, throw them into a hat. The woman reaches in and gets the key, and that's her husband till they meet again. That's our American women. You see, it goes to show that back again, it started in the beginning with women by sex, and it ends up the same way at the end. Now, not God didn't bless it for an honest and good woman. Read over in Isaiah when he said how that those will escape in the last days. The daughters of Zion that will escape all these damnable things that's up on the earth. Now, 
the sons of God saw the daughters of man that they were fair and took them wives, all which they chose. Now, a great sign of the end time. Let's read another verse. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man. Immediately after this took place, marrying. Luke tells us that. I got it wrote down here, I think. Luke 7, 27 said that how, or Luke 17, 27 said that how that they married and given marriage in the days of Noah. See how it was? The same thing. Man looked upon the attractiveness, sons of God, supposed to be holding a fort, looked upon the daughters of man. Man. How they become so attractive, fair, and they talked to them wives and they married and gave in marriage. Same thing they're doing today. See? And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh, yet his days shall be a 120 years. And there were giants in the earth in those days. And also after that, when the sons of God came to the daughters of man, and they bare children to them, and the same became mighty men, which were of old man renowned. Notice, these smart, educated Canaanite women, not from Cain's lineage, married these humble peasant boys of Seth, and from there became giants and were renowned. We find out that they become great scientists, great workers of wood, great smart educated people, and they had an a great economy, and they lived in such a scientific age until they built pyramids that we couldn't build today. They built the Sphinx and many great marks that we see in the rock and sands of time that we could not reproduce today because those people leaned upon their knowledge and become scientists and smart man and renowned man. But the sons of God that stayed humble stayed away from such things as that and relied upon God, knowing that they were going to inherit all things in the end. See? So the people today say, they're smart. They got all this. We do all this so much smarter than we was. And we're so much farther away from God than we were. You draw yourself right away. All right. I won't take no more time to read on down. Sometime when you get a chance, read it on down. The sixth chapter of Genesis. How that those things happened. Just a little mark. I thought I'd read that. Had it wrote here. That I would read that. Just a verse or two to show you the parallel of Noah's time to this time. Now, we see that people are marrying and giving in marriage. We see the beauty of women that has taken off their clothes to become attractive to the sons of God. Now, not 
just laying a, this part of the message up on women. I'm thankful to have women like here. That's ladies, young women that's still decent and honorable. That don't put on now the, the average woman today is back in fig leaves just like Eve was. And fig leaf is actually a man-made system. Shorts, smoking, bobbed hair, attractive. What do they do it for? To appear to their husband? If they do, then he isn't a son of God. He's a Canaanite. And then, if he's a son of God, he'll tell you, wash your face and put you on some clothes. Right. Now, God in this time, He chose to send His Word again for His children. And He chose a prophet. And the Word of the Lord come to the prophets. And Noah and Enoch. What a beautiful time. And someone, many times people, uh, I know some have questions that didn't get the answer. They asked that question. Said, Brother Branham, I disagree with you. The precious brother that wrote some of the nicest articles that I'm going to now, Brother, um, what's that guy's name? We'll go to Breach Park up there now. This next meeting up here at South Pine, or Southern Pine. Parker. Tha Thomas Parker. He said, there's one thing that I have to disagree with Brother Branham. Said, he believes that the church will not go through the tribulation. That I believe the church goes through the tribulation for purification. What happened to the blood of Jesus then? <laughs> There's no place in any parable or in any word that the church goes through the tribulation. They have to put that on these men. It's not bald-headed. They don't get hoarse so quick. Um, there's no place where the church ever goes through the tribulation period. Christ's blood and the fullness of the application of the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses all sin. And why do we have to be purged? We are purged daily. No tribulation. Listen. Listen to what Jesus said in St. John 5, 24. He that heareth my words and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come to the judgment but has passed from death unto life. Amen. Enoch, prophet, Noah is a type of the Jews, the remnant, God's servant. And Enoch, the great prophet who prophesied of the Lord coming, was translated, raptured before the flood. Amen. Noah was carried through for uh, to preserve seed on the earth. Now, God sent His word by His prophet Noah. And when Noah and Enoch began to prophesy, and then just before the flood struck, what happened? Enoch went up. Noah went through. See? Enoch was translated. Noah's sign was watching Enoch. When Enoch come up missing, then Noah knew the flood was at hand because he's keeping his eye on Enoch. Now, Satan in this time set up the same system that he did in the Garden of Eden. 
reasoning against the word of these prophets. Same thing. Now, Satan set his system up. He had more than one or two people to deal with now. He had billions to deal with. The Andalusian time, more people than probably they are now. They've multiplied all over the face of the earth. There's a great uh, of earth of people in that time, probably far more than there is now. And now look, Satan, in order not to set up with one with Eve, he's setting up a system. What was it? To combat the word of the Lord that came to the prophets. You get it? He uses that same old tactic every time. And God stays with his same. The word. Here come Noah and Enoch with thus saith the Lord. Building away on an ark. Now, notice Satan's system laugh at God's system. Now compare that with today. Amen. Holy roars and what more, see? Scoffers, the Bible says. They laugh at God's system. Satan's system laughed at God's system. They thought it didn't stand up to their own science and reasoning. Now they said that old fella up there on the hill building that ship. And he says there's some water coming down from up there. Now, We've got the best scientists in the world. Now, they probably have a radar that they can shoot plumb to the moon and want more and can prove that there is no water there. Now, how's the any coming down? Old fellow, you're crazy. But I've got thus saith the Lord. Built right away. Stood right at the door of the ark. Preaching the gospel and building weight and watching Enoch. When he came into the evening, he said, Did they take it down there? No, they laughed at me. They threw rotten eggs at me and everything else. Did the same thing up here. But let's pound right away. <laughs> oh, they call me a holy roller and everything else, but that's all right. They all gathered in for a prayer meeting and went on just the same. See, just exactly the way it's doing today. Because they know they were fortified because they were standing behind, thus saith the Lord. Amen. Now, a common, ordinary reason would say, oh, that's nonsense. A woman once said, one time I was, uh, this boy taught uh, Sunday school at the Baptist church. I was preaching up there one night, and I met him downtown. I was on my bicycle. <laughs> downtown, I met him. He was on a bicycle. He pulled over side. He said, Billy, I come up to hear you the other night and said, I was enjoying what you're saying. So that woman got the crying and going on all that people saying, Amen, and said, I just couldn't stand it. See? He said, it made shivers run up my back to hear them people, Amen, right when you're saying something. I said, Brother, it didn't affect me like that. I said, uh, he said, I said, I'll take, I said, you don't believe in saying Amen and that little shouting and things he's doing said, no, I don't believe that. I said, if you'd ever get to heaven, you'd freeze. Amen. I said, because there, if that made a shiver run over your back, what's it going to be when the angels are standing before God day and night screaming, holy, 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 Amen. Lord, God Almighty, holy, 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 
Well, this is the quietest world you'll ever live in. <laughs> right. In hell, there's going to be weeping and wailing. And heaven, there's going to be screaming and shouting. So you're in, a, you're in the quietest place you'll ever be right now. So you might as well get used to one place or the other. So I'd just rather take my choice and get behind God's Word, wouldn't you? Just keep pushing it on. It's thus saith the Lord. Thus saith the Lord. Just keep pushing it on. All right. Yeah, it didn't stand up to their scientific specification. And today, when they see the Spirit of God that can discern the thoughts of the heart, as God said so, tell forth and foretell, speak in tongues, interpret all these different gifts, they say, that's a telepathy. See? They try to bring it in. They say, well, we see it being done, but you know what it is? It's just a human telepathy. But it's thus saith the Lord. Amen. Jesus said, These signs shall follow them that believe. That's Amen. all I right. How long to the end of the world? Amen. They don't stand up to their scientific uh, research. So they laugh at it. And they did the same thing in the days of Noah. Oh, yes. They don't stand up to their reason. You can't reason it out. But it's God's Word just the same. All right. So Satan started his attack upon the Noah group, just like he did in Eden, that each one had to choose by faith. Glory. Amen. Not something you want, but by faith. And the only way that you can by faith believe a denominational lie is to refuse God's Word first. You're thinking about salvation? This is it. And the only way that you can disbelieve it, you have to put your faith on a counterfeit lie of the devil by reason and instead of believing God's word that you got to be born again. And when you are, these signs shall follow them to believe. Amen. Oh, I love it. Amen. That sounds good to me. <laughs> See, believe his word. No matter what anybody else said, God said so. God said so. Say, well, this is so-and-so, but God said so. Amen. Well, we Presbyterian, I don't care, but God said so. Amen. We're back, I don't care, God said so. See, we're Catholic, God said so. See, Amen. say right like this. Well, our pastor's got uh, so many degrees, but God said so. Amen. Our Pope's got this, our bishop's got this, but God said so. Amen. Say, right there, it's your fortification is fortified in the Word of God. Amen. Wrapped up while you're, while you're baptized in the Word. Amen. By one spirit, we're all baptized into one body, and that body's Christ. Is that right? Amen. Yes, sir. By one spirit, all baptized into the body of God, then you're baptized into God. Amen. You're fortified with God. His word is your fortress. Is a mighty tower. The name of the Lord is a mighty tower. The righteous run into it and are safe. Amen. He's my fortress, my buckle, my shield, my shoes, my hat, my coat, my heart, my heart. Oh, God. All in all. God, wrapped up in him, dead to the world, rose with him in resurrection. Not I live anymore, but Christ that lives in us. We're looking for the coming of that glad millennium day when the blessed Lord shall come and catch his waiting bride away. Oh, the world is groaning and crying for that day of sweet release. When our Savior shall come back to earth again, Amen. and the meek shall inherit the earth. Each had to choose by faith. You have to do it. 
You, today you have to believe the, the lie of the devil or believe the word of God. That's either one. Now, we find out. Let's take Noah for just a minute before we leave here. I can imagine Noah, you know, he had some things to go through. I imagine you go down on the street and saying, Judgment is coming. Why well, they how do you what kind of a judgment? God's going to strike this sinful nation. The sons of God has married into the daughters of Cain. And there they are. Look what you become to. You're turned from God. You've got your great religious systems. You've got all these things. But God shall strike the earth. Amen. Said, poor old fellow, he's kind of just let him alone. He's, but he had thus saith the Lord. He could prove what he was saying. But they didn't believe that. See? He had the word of the Lord. Now, maybe day after day, and they laughed and made fun. The children maybe ha-hawed at him. But Noah went right on preaching anyhow. And all of his family and all the converts went right on believing anyhow. All that was following Noah believed Noah. That's right. They had to make their choice to believe what the world said or believe what this mighty anointed prophet said. So he said, now watch, Enoch is going to leave one of these days, church. And when he does, when Enoch goes away, we better get in. Amen. <laughs> We're going to miss Enoch. He's going to be taken up. So we better get in. So they watched closely as the days passed by. After a while, God said, I've had enough of their cheering. I've had enough of their insults. I'm going to bring it. Take the animals now. Go up there and holler hallelujah about five times and the birds will come flying. All the lions and everything else will come two by two. Holler praise the Lord about four or five times and here they'll come. Now, so Noah got ready and he, all the animals went in and then Noah himself went in. And so when he went in, I guess the last thing he said, was standing in the door and saying, It's thus saith the Lord. Amen. The last call. That's where we're standing today. Amen. At the door of the ark. Christ is that door. If you take that literally and want to work on it a little bit, take over in Revelations between the Philadelphia and the Lady of Sin Age. He said, I set a door open Amen. before you and you refused it. See? That's the hour we're living. Just before the destruction, an open door. But they wouldn't listen. Now, they turned him outside. Now, he stood in the door and proclaimed, The hour is at hand that when the word of God that I spoke will be fulfilled. Amen. That's right. Into the ark he went. And when he went into the ark, you know what? God shut the door. Amen. Oh, my. Nobody had to shut it. God shut it. Amen. That was all. The last chance to be saved was gone. So I'd imagine... The kids got arm in arm around that about a 500 yard arc there, and the old folks walked around and said, Well, that old fellow was smothered to death in there. See? So, uh, on making fun of him just the same, made Jerry. And you know, every person now listening, maybe this will help you. Listen close. When you take God's word and follow God's word, there's many times that you, after you've already done all you can do, your faith is put to a test. Amen. Amen. Nobody here but home folks. 
I'm standing on that ground right now. That's right. I don't know what to do. The revival's over, you see. I don't know where the next call is. I'm just, just standing nervously looking wondering what's next. Noah! When? He followed the will of God. God shut the door behind him. But it never rained for seven more days. Wonder what Noah thought all that time in there. Noah sitting in the ark. The door's shut. He thought, just any time, children, you'll hear it. We'll pull the door, the lid up here on the top. They's up on the top floor. You know, the animals and on the bottom, the birds and the next, and they was on top. That sun, all in the morning, there'll be a, there'll be something over there, dark, and the rain will come. But the next morning, up come the sun. Maybe some people are kind of halfway believe Noah. Might have went up there, stood around the ark, and said, you know what? That old man might have been right. We better stand here. Well, then they've seen a mistake. God's prophets make no mistake. God's word can't fail. You heard me preach on about Jonah going to Nineveh. They said he was backslidden. He sure wasn't. He was right in the will of God. Exactly. He had the word of the Lord and he walked in it. Here Noah said, Now, children, all of you get around and you'll see the first cloud that ever come in the sky. It'll come over in the morning. Well, the sun come up. Well, maybe by 9 o'clock we'll watch. 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, 3, 4, 5, 6. He shut the door yesterday, too. Some of them said, Well, you know what? I'm going to agree with Sister Susie down there in that great, in her big church. That old man's crazy. See, he went up there and shut that door and said the rain was going to fall. And there he sits in there and there's nothing to it. See, sun coming right up, went all across like it always did. No such thing as rain. So then, lukewarm, halfway believers, half-hearted, that's not willing to take God plumb down to the end of the road, live or die. You see what I mean? Stand in your fortified condition. Live or die, sink or drown, stay right there just the same. When Abraham, the father of the faithful, pulled out the knife, pulled a hair back on his child's head to cut his throat, he said, I'm persuaded that God's able to raise him up from the dead. Figure that I feel him right. He was willing to follow the word of God to the end. You get it? No matter what it is, stay right there. Everything seems to be you can't go one inch farther. Go that inch. Amen. And if you hit the wall, stand there. Until God makes a way through it. Amen. First day passed. Second day passed. Third day passed. Fourth, fifth, sixth. You know, Noah had a lot to do. I imagine some of his congregation said, Dad, do you think that we ought to Climb out the window and think it's all a mistake? He said, no. <laughs> no, no. Who was that? The Tuckino. Who was that that closed that door? Who was that that done all those things before us? If he's led us this far and shut us in. Amen. Let's stay with him. That's it, church. If he's brought us up out of the world and let us this far, and 
and shout it with Him. Amen. With the Holy Spirit all around us, in us and through us. Let's follow Him on through. That's right. The time will come. The time will come. Let the scoffers say what they want to. Then, on the seventh day, that morning, the people's out in the streets had never seen such a thing. Clouds is coming up, great roars of thunder, lightning flashing across the skies. By seven o'clock, great big drops of rain begin to fall for the first time on the face of the earth. I imagine the birds were squawking. Everything, nature was all tore up. Man began to wonder and say, Get out your scientific instrument. Try your radar. Tell us what this is all about. But it wouldn't work. We never seen anything like it in all of our life. Well, by noontime, the streams would begin to swell. By the next morning, the rivers, the deep, had broke up. About the first three or four days, the waters was all over the streets, the floods. The people were coming up around the ark, beating on the door. Open up! <laughs> Noah's riding right along the way. She got about 20-something feet, I believe the Bible said. The ark picked up off of the off the ground, beginning to rock its way along. <laughs> they climbed to the highest feet, hung to the highest branch. They screamed, and everything that had nostrils to breathe perished. That wasn't in that ark. Everything that breathed died. They could scream for mercy. They could cry, but they had spurned God so many times until there was nothing to do but bring His justice. And His justice was judgment. Same as He told Eve, the day you eat thereof, that day you die. Now, I want you to notice, we've seen, we've seen now twice that the Word come in conflict with reasons, and now it's come again, reasoning against the Word. Now, you can choose. Joshua said the same thing. He said, now, if you want to choose to serve the gods that your fathers did before the flood, see, or do you choose to serve the gods of the Amorites whose land you possess? The fathers before the flood rode through the flood that believed God's word. The Amorites that turned it down, gods give you their land. Now, if you think it's evil to serve God, choose you this day who you'll serve. But for me and my house, we'll stay right with the Lord. Amen. Amen. I like that. The conflict. Notice. The day that the fort was broken in Eden, man went out. Amen. They went out, and the day that they kept the covenant of God in the Andalusian destruction... They went in. <laughs> they went out of Eden. They went into the ark. And on this third, they go up. Amen. Go out, go in, go up. <laughs> we see what they did two times. I'm going to stand with the Lord. Don't you Amen. want to? I want to keep the Word of God. 
As we get towards the end of this episode, we'll end with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, as we see this great war between good and evil, between you and the devil, we thank thee to know that, Lord, there is an expected end, and we know whom we have believed and we're persuaded that he's able to keep that which we have committed unto him against that day. So we thank thee for giving us the victory through thy Son. Be with us today, and may your Holy Spirit have preeminence in our hearts. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We hope to continue to earn your viewership throughout the year as we read the Bible from cover to cover. To make this a better listening experience for you, we'd really appreciate your feedback. So please email us at honeyintherock2020 at gmail.com. We also have accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So please follow us, share our pages, and subscribe. Now we'll leave you with the parting song. God richly bless you.
Thank Him for His sake.